Welcome to Dropping the Ball. I'm Andrew, and today with me is my co-host Luke. How you doing, boss? Doing good, man. Here we are. We're at the at the busy part of the Premier League season. We've had both of us have made some mistakes in our fantasy squads to, because we didn't quite realize week. Uh, this was this 14 was a double week. Yeah, week 14. Here it was. So we uh, we're, we're still doing pretty good in that category. Some big stuffs happening there with the Manchester United new manager coming in and everything. But really, what we're here to do today is talk about some baseball. Yeah, so for those that follow baseball closely, have started to see probably one of the worst things that we could ask for as baseball fans, which is a lockdown, a lockout, Yeah, where basically it's a freeze. There's nothing that's going to be able to be happening right now. We no. discussed it in our last baseball episode about how the MLB was going to have their collective bargaining agreement expire. Right. And there was a possibility of a lockout. And unfortunately, the players nor the owners could come to an acceptable agreement. And here we are. No transactions can be made. Nothing can be done until this lockout gets handled and they become, they're able to come to an agreement. And let's just hope that that doesn't mean that spring training is going to get affected and even worse season as it did back in 94. Yeah, I think that's a, a big point, right? I mean, in terms of baseball in general, oftentimes we think about lockouts and, and player disputes and labor disputes happening a lot in, in baseball. The only other one maybe having more, more commonly, probably the NHL. The NHL has a lot of them too. But really, 94 or 95 is is a long time ago. That was the cancellation of the of the World Series, right? All that stuff. The whole right? season. The whole yeah, the whole the whole season included. And then you had World a watered season. down season of ninety five because you had a lot of quote unquote replacement players. Sure, <clears throat> sure. But then the, the league began to rebuild and we had the, the summer of, of uh home runs with all We had them. all the steroid users. Thank yeah. God for them because it brought the life back to the sport. Yeah, it, it <clears throat> saved baseball in a pretty crucial moment there, right? Well I don't think we're quite on that level. I think baseball is in a pretty good place. I mean maybe we would like to see more people watching it and following it and, and uh enjoying it like we're we feel that we are and that many people are out there for sure, many of our, our fan base. I'm sure we're all trying to convert more people to baseball as we as we get older especially but I think that it's it's still a sport that's susceptible to this kind of thing because of the history between the owners and the players right I mean this isn't the first time that these things have have worked out this way what how would you really depict this kind of situation how 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 do we even get here in terms of uh in terms of the lockdown well, I think it just it's a matter of right now especially and you saw this happen COVID kind of put this on the forefront of our radar because we saw a lot of glaring issues that just reared its ugly head during the shutdown because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But the players and the owners are unfortunately miles apart right now on what they feel is appropriate. And and honestly, when you look at all of the other collective bargaining agreements, the NBA has a pretty decent one. But the MLB honestly has probably the best one in all the professional sports. So it, it is frustrating as a fan. I woke up this morning and I was upset. I was disappointed. Every every Major League Baseball fan, player, even the owners, the announcers, all, everyone that talks baseball, they're miserably upset that this happened because we all 
to an extent, looking at this from a fan. Right, because I, I, I sent you a text <laughs> yesterday at, like, I can't remember what it was, maybe about 3.15, 3.30. I was like, uh-oh, looks like a lockdown. You're like, what are you talking about? This we have till until midnight. This goes into, like, 11 p.m. Eastern time. And I was like, yeah, but apparently, at, like, at 1.45, I saw something roll across Twitter that said uh, there was a seven-minute meeting between the owners and the players' uh, representatives, and it looks like everybody's gone home. So what happened What happened there? What was the What was the deal? So basically, the players made a statement that more or less said, unless you're willing to have a real conversation about the changes that we want to make, we're done here. And I guess the part that I get frustrated with, and it's a little bit different than kind of the common man, because you hear people all the time say, oh, well, these are just a bunch of million-dollar babies being all pissed off, and, you know, whereas I'm barely able to make a, you know, I probably won't see a million dollars in my lifetime. Probably not. Maybe get a better job. (laughs) I don't know. But Stop comparing it to other people who have ridiculous salaries. The thing that frustrates me about that concept is the people that are millionaires in this sport are the best of the best. Sure. And if you don't want them to be millionaires, guess what? Don't go watch them play. Yeah. Don't pay for their merchandise. Don't buy tickets. Sure. Don't get the MLB package. Don't watch them on ESPN because that's who pays their yeah. salary or us. And let's be a little empathetic too because no matter how much you get paid, don't you want to work in an, in an environment that you feel appreciated and, and, and respected? And without those million-dollar babies, baseball would really suck to watch. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, just be honest about yeah. it. So realistically, that, that argument, you can go on somewhere with that argument because yeah. at the end of the like day – it doesn't matter what they get paid because these are billion-dollar corporations that absolutely should pay the best of the best. And I think that's where some of the, the divide is in the owners and the players. The owners feel like they are paying them pretty fairly, which, you know, I don't know all the behind-the-scenes numbers. But let's be real. If my boss yeah. makes millions of dollars in my company, he's going to pay me what he feels is fair. And sure, I can go to him and say, I think I deserve more. But at the end of the day, I only have so much leverage because I am replaceable. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, Mike Trout's not technically yeah. replaceable, but you best believe the Angels could find another center fielder and and would yeah. cost them significantly different and significantly less. Yeah, I, I think that I, I completely agree with you there. But at the same time, they could definitely replace Mike Trout and have the same same uh, record that they've got. Correct. So in a way, right? It depends on your objectives as a, as a franchise as well, not just as the you know in terms of the the uh, the best player in baseball doing something for the sport. I mean, it's it's just a weird thing. So I I think that uh, the the big thing that a lot of people would be wondering at this point is where. Where are we really in terms of all of this shaking down? How how does it affect? I know it's shocking. How does it affect baseball going forward this next year? Well, it's going to be up to how quickly both sides are willing to bend. Because let's be honest, uh, Eduardo Perez said it perfectly this morning. I was listening to the leadoff spot, one of my favorite shows. Listen to it every day. There are no victims here. Okay. Absolutely no victims here. The players, they get what they want to large in part. The right. owners also get what they want to large in part. Where the divide becomes does come down to that lower 90% of the players. There's a lot of unfairness. And I think MLB has done a great job recently. Right. They're providing housing for all the minor league yeah. players. That is huge. Yeah. Sure, they could pay them more, but I, you know, I'm kind of in the mindset of 
if you play for a low A ball, low A team, yeah. No offense, you don't deserve that much money. You chose this lifestyle, right? And so the only way that we're going to be able to get past that and past this. Players are going to have to understand that those low A, those double A players that may never get to the pros, that's partly their choice. Yeah. They yeah. have to understand that they don't deserve a million dollars. Right. And and right. I have plenty of friends that don't think any of them deserve that much money, regardless <laughs> sure. of how the good they are. Sure. But on the other end, it's the a revenue owners, sport, though. It is. The <laughs> owners are going to have to accept that right. the players aren't going to be okay with some of the things that are going on. And right. the biggest things I think that the players want to see change, and I get it, I agree. Service time manipulation. We've talked right. about yeah, this. We talked about that. The with Chris, Chris Bryant, Bryant thing was yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. And it happens regularly. They want the players to reach free agency earlier and faster, so arbitration would have to change. They want international pools to change a little bit, right. and they want to eliminate tanking. And I'm kind of like, y'all How grow can you up. Eliminate One, tanking? this is every sport. Every sport, there's a level of tanking. But two, how can you say confidently, you know, the Cubs – did they tank this year? No. They did the right thing. They traded every valuable asset or almost every valuable asset that they had. The Nationals did the same thing. And they, they unloaded. And and that's what's supposed to happen. Right. That's how competitive you, balance you is. You allow those talented players to go try somewhere else to make an, where they can make an impact. And that keeps those teams fresh. And that allows the Cubs to step back, reassess their situation, go out and already making some some decent signings, maybe not what you would expect if all those boys are still on your roster, right. but still making some competitive signings and, and looking you know, 30 times better than the Pirates. Well, right and, and look at it this way. You know, yes, these teams get rid of people. They have low salaries. But when you talk about competitive balance, let's think about what happened right before the lockout. Right. The Rangers and the Tigers are two teams that, quote-unquote, tanked for the last however many years. Realistically, yeah. it wasn't that they tanked. They're just getting out from bad contracts. Getting out from under bad contracts. But at the end of the day, this, these are the teams that mm-hmm. some of these players are saying are, quote-unquote, tanking. And look what the Rangers just did. They signed two of the five hottest free agents, yeah. shortstops, both of them. They and, got Simeon. Yeah. And they got Seager. And Detroit did the same thing. Detroit Probably did the a same. Top fifteen, well, top ten pitching pitching free agent, I would say, right with Rodriguez. Maybe top. What would you say? Top ten, top twenty. 15, I'd 15? say top fifteen to twenty. Top 15? But they also signed Javier Baez. And they Baez. also did Baez. So yes. when you talk about competitive balance, Woo, it's starting to see. You're starting to see. Okay, the Cubs yeah. they fell off a little. Sure. But then they signed Stroman. Yeah. Which is the Tigers? Know. They've been down there. They've built one of the best. They have a yeah. top three farm system. They've got a and very now Houston-esque. They're starting scenario. to sign pitching. Yes. They're starting to sign position players. Looks very so, reminiscent of, of what I, we were talking about with Houston Astros correct. at the beginning I of all this. I can't really pitch. sit here and side with the players on this one and say that teams yeah. are out there tanking because if you don't tank to an extent, right, you'll never be able to get back. Because what benefit? Yeah. Because the Mets. Are going to run into this. Sure. They do not want to tank because Steve Cohen wants to spend all his money, and Lord knows he just did signing Max Scherzer to forty-three million dollars a year. Best ever for someone thirty-seven years old. So best ever for anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a level of tanking 
that has to ultimately happen for there to be competitive balance. Or the best teams, the big market yeah. teams, are never going to go. And right. the whole idea of, you know, I've, we've talked about salary minimums. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not against it, but the Rays, they've shown you mm-hmm. that they don't need to spend money to be successful. To be successful, they to have, be great. Hands down, the yeah. best organization, top to bottom, in all of Major League Baseball, and they spend. They are one of the lowest yeah. spending teams in all of baseball. That will eventually so don't win the tell World me, Series. Too. Don't tell me yeah. and sit here and tell me as a player right. that they need to have salary minimums. Maybe, maybe these executives in a place like Pittsburgh should actually spend time and develop their youth. The Orioles. Orioles should develop their youth. Yeah. There's teams out there that are in smaller markets that could absolutely make it work, but instead... This is where I guess the salary minimum does come into play. Yes. These owners don't actually care no. about winning because and they, don't they have any are pressure. Yeah. their bottom line yeah. is yeah. perfectly fine yeah. for them. So there is yeah. some give and take that yeah. has to be done. But the problem that we're going to see, and this is why there was the lockout, neither side is truly willing mm-hmm. to accept that you're going to get some and you're going to have to bend on others. And it seems right. like from what I've gathered and it's hard to know what's really true and what's happening behind these closed doors. It seems like the players are the ones that are least likely to bend right now. To an extent, I get it. They are the product. But on the other end, guess what? They're not the ones paying the bills. So the owners do, unfortunately, in the players' side, have all of the leverage. Yeah, and there's, sure. There's institutional Mike Trout or Max yeah. Scherzer can say, "I'm not going to put my name on this agreement unless you do X, Y, and Z." But the owners, they really want to, and they want to see a product on the field next year. Right. They'll just put a shitty product out there. Yeah, they don't. I mean, because it's not like the Premier League. But even in the Premier League, we have teams like we were talking about with Newcastle, where they just you know float in that 14 to 17 every year. They spend just Except enough money for this to, year. to stay in that 14 to 17, <laughs> and now they have all that money. Another and you know, bottom haven't won yet. But it's 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 possible to to step back and say there's a huge difference between tanking and uh, being financially successful from an owner's standpoint, right? And that's, Correct. And that's what we're There's a successful here. way to do it. There, these players aren't out there trying to lose games. No, not that's, at all. And I think tanking. that's – and I think for those players yeah. that are on these teams, it, if I was on, say, the Tigers, right, and I heard the Players Association complaining about tanking, I would take that a little personal. Sure. Because oh, sure. I know I'm busting my ass yeah. every single day to try, try to win as many ball games. So I can now go somewhere my, better. Now, <laughs> so if my team wants to but sell still, off players, yeah. sure. I'm also, right. as a player, frustrated about that. And so I guess that's a, you know the side of it's like, all right, well, maybe you do have a point. Yeah. But one the other side of this, you know, we don't know when this is going to happen. Both sides are, are, are unwilling, and understandably so, to put a deadline on it. Let's just hope it... It seems like talks are probably going to talk until sometime next week. They'll get on it soon. They'll get a decision. They'll come to an agreement. Right. And we'll open up the, the, the free agency market again. Because the one positive from all of this, knowing there was an impending lockout coming, was the simple fact that we saw the most active free agency yeah. that we've ever really seen in at sure. least our lifetime since the postseason ended. There were millions and millions and millions of dollars spent. Yeah. One of the reasons to that... Yeah, why are this they was, doing this? What's one of the, the reasons the is there? this was one of the most star-studded free agency classes we've seen in a while. Right. So you didn't have a lot of people that thought they were going to get money, but really they had to hold out to find out if they could actually get a contract. 
But then the other side of it was the simple fact that a lot of these players understand that there could be a lockout. So why would I wait to make my money? Right. Why would I wait? Because there's a potential that these these negotiations could right. negatively impact sure. money. They could <laughs> negatively yeah. impact the contracts they even, could sign. Even if because what just, if they say, yeah. you know, what if they do? There's I don't think this is a possibility, but what right. if they do like the NBA? Yeah, shorten you the get season. a max. No, not or, even shorten or, yeah, the max. Or, or max. Not yeah. even shorten the season. Hey, sorry, we will not give you more than five years. You get a super max, and that's it. Right, right. That could negatively affect players like Mike Trout or Tatis Jr. or whoever who signed 9, 10, 11, 12-year contracts. So you did see a lot of names come off the board quickly. Gosman signed. Ray's signed. uh, Baez is signed. Simeon's signed. Seager's signed. I mean, these are huge names that had there not been a lockout. MVPs. You may not have seen them signed until January in late February, right before spring training. So at the end of the day, we wanted to just really kind of, you know, express our concern about the sport of baseball. This is a very scary and sad day for anybody that follows baseball. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's... Because there is a real chance. I don't think it's going to happen, but there is a real chance that we could not see baseball spring training start on valentine's day as it always does yeah it's 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 a scary thing and it's it's you know after we've come through covid everything's so nice like son of a biscuit having all these sports back and stuff and you you wish that that we could just kind of understand that you know we've got this awesome opportunity to to watch sports and to all be together enjoying them and, and yet here we are you know here we are doing doing this stuff just like before COVID and during COVID as well, remember that we were doing all that with yeah. uh, with with the the salary caps and cuts and stuff, everything related to that. I mean, are they going to do that again? They're going to say, no, we're just going to play another sixty game season this year, and we're not going to pay you because you decided we're going to pay you for a third of the season. Yeah, that's yeah. how you paid. Yeah, and because it's they've already set a precedent with that with COVID. So yeah. could they could they say, well, you know, we just can't re- reach an agreement. I guess we'll just. I guess we'll just and be babies. Addison does not like that. I guess we'll just be babies. So like hopefully, Addison. hopefully these million dollar babies, quote unquote, million dollar will babies. come to an agreement. I hope they do. I hope both sides realizes that hey, you guys, you have a lot to play for and a lot to live for, and and there's absolutely a way to come about this and come to a good agreement to keep the product on the field at the highest level. But we'll just have to see. Yeah, we will, and and it, uh, hopefully we'll mm. we'll begin to see some stuff coming out. Uh, by uh, you know the beginning of, of New Year, that would be probably the the best thing for for everybody involved is to to see baseball getting its gears turning because we definitely don't want to creep along into into spring at all because that's really gonna set us back months by the time we uh, it all gets here. So yeah, well we hope you enjoyed this sports short about the lockout and make sure you follow us on. That means uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff. All of that stuff. Make sure you share <laughs> us, like us, five-star ratings only. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. Absolutely. Thanks a whole lot. And listen up for a soccer episode coming soon. Y'all have a good one. Take care and peace.